movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey, yo. Hey, what's going on, Jay? Not much, man. How you doing? I've been doing good. How's things been going for you? Uh, can't complain, dude. Same here. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't do any good, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. Nobody would listen. Well, maybe they yeah. would if we have stereo, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, oh, it's yeah, been a man. while. It's been a while since we did a show. Yeah. Together. Yeah, it has been. Uh and uh, I'm stoked to get on stereo again. I don't I don't utilize this as farly or far uh, as much as I should should. I, I butchered everything. Yeah. I just I don't utilize this app as much as I should. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do though. To myself, I'm trying to use this as much as I can, so maybe I can get some new followers and go ahead and they follow me onto the YouTube channel and stuff like that just to generate some audience. But uh, yeah. anyways, man, it's good to have you back as always. Last time we actually did, a, um, you were on the show, we did the Meet the Parents review. So yes. it's good to have you back. Oh, yeah. Good to be back. Oh, yeah. So as everybody knows, we're actually talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly part of franchises. These are the movies that started off good, but then they went, winded up going to sh- total shit show. So... What do you have on your list and everything? And over that, I'll do mine. Uh, my complete list, or do you want to go no, one by one? Yeah, we'll just go one by one and do it that way. All right, cool. Uh, the first one on my list is the Star Wars sequel trilogy, um, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Uh, for me, Force Awakens started off very strong. I really enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it on Blu-ray, and I watch it. It's a go-to for me. Uh, but The Last Jedi, I will never I will never waste money on it. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, 
will never waste money on it. Um, Rise of Skywalker, I can't even... Well, both of them, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, I can't get through them. I've tried to watch them both uh, again since they've come out uh, outside of theaters. I can't get any more than 20 minutes into either one of them. I just, I can't do it. I don't blame you, man. Like, I'll admit, I'll own up to the fact that I thought that, you know, The Force Awakens was a great introduction after 30 years of us not having the original Star Wars. I thought it was a great introduction back into this universe. J.J. Abrams had to figure out a way to introduce a new crowd. I thought it was really good. And then we got the last two films, and it wasn't so great. <laughs> it wasn't that great of an experience that we were hoping for. No. Matter of fact, that's on my list, though, too, for Star Wars. But, you know, I definitely know what you mean, though, because I was hoping for something great, especially whenever we were getting some of the new characters being introduced into um, – the Last Jedi, I was excited for it. And then it was like forced chemistry between uh, Finn and also the other female uh, female actress that was in that movie too. I felt very forced. And we also had Ocean's Eleven in space. It just felt like very right. off the wall. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, and 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 most of the most of the uh, the downfall of that trilogy, I would say. Uh, would be the lack of preparation and organization of the trilogy uh, as opposed to just saying, you know, J.J., you go ahead and do Force Awakens, then we'll have uh, someone else will do their vision of of the, the next one in line and so on. Do You can't do that, man. You need to – it's, it's – it's, it, obviously – uh, different directors are going to present different visions and, and views of things. But if you're doing a trilogy, you have to go into that trilogy already knowing what is going to happen. What is the arc going to be? Mm-hmm. You you can't just let the next director in line determine where the, where the arc of the trilogy is going and hope that it fits well, one, with the person who went before you, which uh, Last Jedi did not, in my opinion. And then also mm-hmm. then you're, you're really kind of screwing the guy at the tail end who has to not only follow the middle movie, but has to then make, he has to make everything make sense from where it started right. with the first of the trilogy. It just, it, that was just, and it was highly unnecessary. Um, uh, the way all of that was handled. And, and that's why I think the main reason is that, the, that, uh, that trilogy failed, uh, is because, the complete lack of preparation and organization and, uh, and, and vision for the entire project. So, You see, I agree with you uh, on that, though, too. I think that it, J.J. should have just went on ahead to the first two films, and then that way you have continuity within the two films. I think it would be easier bouncing off of that way versus just doing one film, and then the directors have to fill in the gaps for the other two films. I think if it, if they just did some continuity where there was like the same director for the first two films and then go on with it for the third film, but then another director take it over, I think I would have been okay with it. But two different directors have two different visions, and we've seen what happened with that. Right, right. But and, and see that goes back to the preparation bit because you know they knew that JJ he JJ only wanted to do the first one, and they knew that before they started the trilogy. You know what I mean? So. If that's the case, you know, that's fine, but they needed to have J.J. uh, at the very, okay, J.J., since he was starting the trilogy, 
he should have been involved in the entire trilogy arc um, mm-hmm. as far as what is going to happen. Um, then, you know, then you're like, okay, well, we want Ryan Johnson to, to direct the second movie in the trilogy. That's fine. But he needs to get with with J.J. Uh, Abrams, who already has the vision for the, the trilogy arc. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it just... Right. Uh, to me, it's not so much an issue of, uh, you know, the the first the move the same director of the first of the trilogy doing the second one. Also, it's it's just a matter of uh, they just let JJ start it, but he didn't even make plans how it would end, even if he wasn't going to finish it. There was no discussion about that, and so sure. it just makes it harder to do if you're if you're working on a story and you don't even know what the story is. That's true. That's also true. I feel like maybe they should have collaborated as well on that, where yeah. it's like, hey, look, I'm directing this movie. What was your vision so I can fit it in with my vision, and let's go from there. That's what should have happened. There should have been some collaboration between both parties. Yeah, and, and there should you know? have been the key plot points. You know what I mean? Like like, um, like Finn's leaving the resi- or leaving, uh, being a stormtrooper and leaving and helping the resistance. That should have been a plot point that followed through, and, and we got some some solid resolution on that. Um, I wasn't happy with that through uh, storyline, um, and 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 like uh, Snoke, you know, like you introduce Snoke, but we never. That was it. We 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 found out that there is a person named Snoke. And we killed him in the second one, but we never found out anything about him. You know, they should have been like, you know, okay, JJ started the the uh, started off with Force Awakens. There are one, two, three, and four plot you know plot points that need to go throughout the entire trilogy. Now, uh, Ryan, uh, you're going to do the second one. We have. Plot points one, two, three, and four that must be included and must be like this to 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 keep consistent through the trilogy. Other than that, let's get together and and tell me what your what your thoughts are and what you'd like to do and let's let's make your vision come true. That, in my exactly. opinion, that's how that should have been. I agree because most people do that. Most directors do that. They consult with the other directors and stuff like that. In this case, no one consulted with anybody. They just wanted to. Ha- they just decided to do their whole entire thing. And then, meanwhile, you have the last director doing patch-ups that Ryan uh, Johnson did, and trying to do patch-up work. Yeah. While also trying to tell your own vision as well. So I definitely agree with that. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that, or? No. Anything? No. Okay. Okay, so you and I reviewed Meet the Parents, right? So here's the thing. I like the first two films. Yes. The third film, to me, was not needed. There was no need to have a third film. I feel like, as a whole and everything, they were trying to go the franchise route with having uh, more than one movie and everything. Right. The first two films were great, but I understand they were trying to add that tension there between De Niro, between Ben and Owen Wilson and those characters uh, just coming together and just having a big old huge bash out. But it felt forced. Meet the uh, Little Falkers was actually a big letdown for me. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Uh, I That's that's a big mistake that a lot of movies make is uh, 
um, is is they feel the need to excuse me I just hit puberty they feel the need <laughs> to make things a trilogy like this is a perfect example meet the parents and meet the fuckers that was all that was necessary and it could have it could have gone on and stood up well through time it it was just was not necessary to make it a trilogy I don't understand this uh this this uh desire or this need or this itch that people need to scratch to make something into a trilogy uh you know and and i don't yeah yeah i was just gonna say not not to cut i didn't even have this on my list but it just occurred to me the first two hangover movies were fine the first one was amazing second one was was half-assed but if they would have stopped there it would have been cool but then you add in the third piece of shit it's like it kind of diminishes the work they did on the first one and the second one mm. but yeah but yes uh meet the fockers uh meet the parents and meet the fockers they did that same thing with uh little fockers just unnecessary right. it was and, and i think how much of that i wonder was just because someone just wanted to have the title uh of a movie little fockers because it's you know obviously close to little fuckers you know, I mean, for real though, that's a that, that's a funny thing to kind of like make a joke about. But I'm not I, I'm not really joking. Like, for real. However, who who went into an office and was like, "Hey, uh, you want to give me I don't know fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars, whatever it is, to make this movie? It's probably going to suck, and I don't have a really good plot. But the name of it." The main name of it is Little Fockers, and then everyone bursts into laughter, and they're like, "Yeah, let's let's spend eighty million dollars to put Little Fockers on a fucking poster." You know right. that that's some of the shit that just boggles my mind. That's what it seems like, though, to me too. It's funny on paper, but from paper to screen, it just does not work at all. Yeah, and this yep. is mind-boggling to me, but. Also, too, I did like the third Hangover movie because of the fact it was so different from the first two films. It didn't feel like a repetitive part of it. That's why I liked it. Fair enough. But right, but I do I do agree though. There are movies that they don't need uh, big franchises to. Little Fockers did not need it. Like you said, it was just there to be plastered on a poster and for people to laugh at. And that that's basically it. There's no really any big plot point. We already got the character arc with Greg his wife and everything in the first film. And also to the bonding time that Greg had with the Nero's character and everything in the second film. And also the bonding time with Gaylord's uh, family as well. So there was no need to actually have that in there for the little Fockers or anything like that. So that's just, that's just my thought process. So what do you have for your next one? Um, let's see, uh, Jurassic park, man. And and to okay. be honest, uh, I would actually also throw Jurassic World into this mix too. Um, okay. It, it, the th- part three hasn't even come out yet, but I can already tell based on part two <laughs> that it's it's not going to be a good trilogy uh, when it's all said and done. But but Jurassic Park trilogy, uh, the first Jurassic Park obviously was fucking dope. Um, I, you know, I was a kid. I saw that shit in the theater. Well, I wasn't a kid. I was Me a teenager too. probably. Uh, but yeah, man, part two was was not good at all. And part three, actually, I hate to say it, but part three was better than part two. Damn, okay. Uh, 
keep on going. I'll I'll give you my thought in a minute. I'll, on I just want to go through your thought process, and after that, I'll give you mine on that. Right on. Well, I just just part two was just okay. First of all, I I, I, I there's nothing wrong with Jeff Goldblum, but having mm-hmm. him be the one that comes back and he's heading the cast of a Jurassic Park movie makes no sense to me. Um, you know, uh, uh, Richard Schiff was great in it. He's great in everything. I, 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 I don't think I've seen him in a role that I've not enjoyed him in. Uh, same with Vince Vaughn, although it is the same Vince Vaughn you get in everything you see him in. Uh, but the plot was just terrible. You know, uh, his uh, his girlfriend, uh, Goldblum's girlfriend, going over there to take pictures and all this. Then, uh, then just the the absurdity of all this, like going over there to capture the animals, and then I it's I can't even go through it, dude. But then part three, it was better than part two, but it still wasn't good. I mean, you can't go wrong with William H Macy most of the time, and um, it's in 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 Sam Neill, I think, is what made part three better than part two. Now, if you would have brought Sam Neill back for part two, to be honest, it's it with the same part two, Jurassic Park two, but with Sam Neill instead of Jeff Goldblum, uh, it's still gonna suck, but it's still gonna be better than what it was with Jeff Goldblum. Mm. You see, don't forget, though, too, in the 90s, Jeff Goldblum was kind of like a sex symbol, same thing in the 80s, so I guess they figured, okay, well, let's just go in and put Jeff Goldblum in this movie, and he'll sell tickets, but, you I, know... I don't know how he's a, he was a sex symbol. I don't get it, man. I mean, I'm you know, just right on, man, cool, whatever floats your boats, right. ladies, right. or guys, right. whoever, whatever. <laughs> That's cool. I don't right. care. I just don't get it. <laughs> he's he is not he's not someone that I would put on my sex appeal list. Um, uh, the, the, like you know, we're talking like Brad Pitt. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I put right. that on my sex appeal list. That's cool. Uh, right. Adris Elba, uh, dude. He uh, did I say his name right? Yes. Um, well, I always go back to the Schmodown uh, Elba Alba thing, and I always question myself, oh, yeah. but. It, He's a sexy motherfucker too. He's got sex yeah, appeal, man. He, uh, you know it, but uh, but man. not Jeff Goldblum, right? But I do agree with you on this. Now that you mention it, because at first I'm like I liked the movie with Jeff Goldblum. I didn't have any problems with it for me because I like the revisiting part. But my imagination is just going wild when you mention uh, Sam Neill because I feel like with Sam Neill, he's an archaeologist. He's been there before. He's gonna show people around the area. Jeff Goldblum was just a scientist that was making silly puns here and there for comedic yeah. aspects of it. Don't get me wrong. We had uh, Norm, Norman and everything from uh, Seinfeld. But, mm-hmm. uh, but still, you had Jeff Goldblum who was just there for comedic purposes and everything. He didn't really add much to the film, if you actually think about it as a whole or anything. There's like maybe little small things where he's like, he's really smart and he's really good scientist, but why would you want to put him in a second film when he doesn't really fit into that realm? I feel like with Sam Neill, he's been there before as a survival type of Jurassic Park movie. It's something that you need to have because he's an archaeologist. He's been there before. He knows how to get these animals into the cages if that's what they want to do, but he also knows yeah. too that there's dangers to it. 
and then maybe he's trying to set them free into that world like Jeff Goldblum did in the second film, trying to break them free inside the island and everything. I think Sam Neill would have actually been a perfect fit, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and, but, and the the whole uh, having the having the kid uh, in there too seemed forced. It felt really forced to me. Yeah, the kid was definitely forced, but I believe though too, maybe if you actually had Sam Neill in there with it, maybe they, uh have that connection a little bit more. I think that we might it might yeah. have actually been something that we cared about, to be honest with you. Yeah, Sam plays better on screen uh uh against kids. You know what I mean? Like the, the right. chemistry comes off better. Right, because we saw that at the very beginning of the first Jurassic Park movie though where he's talking yeah. to the kids about archaeology, trying to get them interested in it, showing them the raptor claw. So, yeah, we yep. would actually be invested into him because we've seen him deal with kids before. Even if he didn't have a kid of his own, he would have actually interacted with someone who maybe was a was one of the people that is in the second one who has a kid. So you have that interaction yet again with the uh, with the first film. But I understand that they were trying to go for something different instead of the same repetitiveness and everything, but it just didn't work. Um, the third film, I didn't really care for that much, to be honest with you, at all. I liked – now, here's the thing. I do like um, Jurassic World. I saw that movie twice in theaters, but – you know, I like the fact that the park was finally open. We actually are introduced into the park in a new in a new light, something that's more yeah. of the modern times versus the 90s look. That was something that I was sold on. I like that aspect. I also like the dinosaur that was in the uh, fish tank and everything, too. I definitely yes. like that. So there yeah, were that aspects cool. that I really loved. But there was other goofiness and silliness to it that I really didn't understand. <laughs> like... I understand right, these, right. Uh, these dinosaurs have to team up to take down the uh, the other dinosaur or else they're going to be extinct and they're going to be gone forever. But the way that it was done, man, I mean, I get the fact that these dinosaurs are supposed to be smart, but not like that kind of smart, you know? Right, right. Yeah, uh, dude, uh, uh, dinosaurs are not going to fucking turn door handles. No. You know, th- they ain't. That's they may be intelligent by comparison to other animals and reptiles or whatever the fuck, but I mean, they are not smart, they are not that smart, dude. <laughs> but now, well, I don't know. I maybe I shouldn't say that because I mean, dogs observe, you know, right. they see people turn door handles, they don't know, you know. The, it's hard because animals, it's not that they're not smart. It's that they don't, they don't have the capacity to understand things on the level we do. Like, so this, no. for example, uh, dogs do it all the time. You know, they don't understand that that is a doorknob, like in how it functions and that you turn it and that its purpose is to keep the door shut. They don't know any of that, but they know based on watching repeatedly that if you go up there and you touch that, then, it, you know, if you touch it, then the door will open. And then they go up there, they mess around, and they figure out if they get their mouth on it and they turn it, they can open the door. So, really, I guess I shouldn't say that because any animal can do that. Any am- animal can mimic, I believe. Right. But prehistoric animals, though, at that, though, who has never seen yeah. that in their lives. 
Well, yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just thinking right. how likely right. is it that that, that, that uh, raptor saw a human turn a doorknob and was like, okay, well, maybe maybe I can open that if I try. Right. I don't know. Right. Maybe I'm giving a raptor <laughs> way too much credit, dude. <laughs> uh, um i could just listen to you go on for like 20 minutes on a rant about this <laughs> but um to be honest with you man um another thing though too the second movie i didn't like because why in the hell would you put your whole entire facility on a volcano for starters number two yeah. getting on dinosaurs with the Russians was the most stupidest fucking thing that I've seen in the movie. I'm like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> I was fucked right, right. That. And the person I was uh, engaged to was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Let's just keep watching the movie. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just, it, it just, it was, uh, it, it was a rehash. And like, I don't. A lot of people say that we talked about the Star Wars sequel trilogy earlier in Force Awakens, um, and yeah, yes, to a point and in a way, it was a rehash of the original trilogy. But after you've had so so uh, you know so much amount of time in between the movies, it's understandable uh, as long as it's done well. That, that it that there's some rehash there so I don't hold any any uh, possible rehash things in uh, Jurassic world against them however when you go into the second Jurassic world movie it's like dude okay we need to start coming up with original ideas first of all and second after an original like Jurassic Park trilogy and then you've introduced us to the park is actually open it went wrong. Uh, and, and the dinosaurs got out, now is the time when you need to stop messing around, and, and part two should already be where the dinosaurs have gotten off the island and they're starting to populate the mainland around the world. That should already be starting to happen in part two. Agreed. I 100% agreed with you on that. Um, let's see. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as Jurassic Park goes? Um, just in Jurassic World, uh, old girl ain't gonna run around in heels. Come on. No, no. That shit's gonna be coming. Get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, um, other than that, nah. <laughs> okay. So, another thing that I want to mention is, okay, so the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I like the very oh first one that started off... Now, here's the thing. I like the first one, and the rest of them just went into a pile of shit. Yes. To be honest with you. Uh, I'm you loving you this- said exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I enjoy the first one as well. The second one, I even don't mind mm. it. Like, I can, I can watch it, and it doesn't really bother me too much. Mm. Uh, the first one, I really enjoy the first one. But, yeah, then after that, it just goes downhill. And, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love the horror aspect of the first one with the cursed treasure and things like that. And yes. don't get me wrong, I like the I like aspects of Davy Jones and the second one and stuff like that. But you know, I just didn't love it the way that I loved the first one because it was our first introduction into a theme park ride that was only lasting for twenty minutes, if that. 
And it was hard to build something around a theme park ride. And they smashed it out of the park on it. And then they went on ahead and made other movies because of the fact, number one, you had Johnny Depp, who's a top-selling um, actor, who can sell that yep. role to anybody. And doing a Keith Richards impression. Because that's actually who, who he got his uh, inspiration yeah. <laughs> from. And it worked for him. And everything. But the first film, Pirates of the Caribbean movie was absolutely good. The other ones, not the second one, I liked aspects, didn't love it. The other ones, pile of shit. I could do without, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, the, they just turned into uh, Johnny Depp being silly for two hours. I mean, that's right. really all it came down to, and it really did. It really did hurt the franchise uh, when uh, Kira Knightley and uh, and uh, uh, Legolas left, Orlando Bloom left. Um, right. It really did. It, it affected the franchise. I think. I think so. Though I think so too. But then again, they ended up getting Orlando Bloom back. Not remember that they actually did try getting him back again uh, for like the last one, I believe. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I that last one I've only seen once, and I saw it in the movie theater. Uh, and uh, I was with a chick when I saw it, and I was too uh, busy to remember over half of the movie. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that, man. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I I went into the last one thinking that this was going to be good because here's the thing: I skipped all the rest of them. after the third one. I skipped the rest of them. I decided to just wait until DVD or whatever and rent them. But then I was like, okay, this can't be any worse than the last one. I'm like, okay, yep, it is. I'm done. Because I like the trailers. I like the trailers for, you know how John Campy always says with the Transformers movies. One thing that the Transformers, Transformers movie has for itself was the great trailers that they have for them. The, yeah. the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie had a great trailer where it reeled me in, which is what a job that the trailer is supposed to do. But as for the movie itself, it sucked. Yeah, I, I remember I was looking forward to seeing it. I remember that for sure. Um, and but then, yeah, it just it just was not living up to the expectations. So, yeah. All right. So, what do you have on your next one? Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, this one, I've just recently watched, uh, part one and part two, uh, the, the house of thousand corpses trilogy, um, mm. house of thousand corpses was the first one. Love that movie. Right. So good. Uh, then you got the devil's rejects, uh, part two in the trilogy. I love that movie more than I love House of Thousand Corpses. It, I love that it's during the daytime. It's not the typical uh, horror, dark, jump scare shit. It's it, it's terrifying that these people are so terrifying during the daytime as well. Um, and then Three from Hell came out, and I mean, in the first five minutes, I could tell that it was going to suck, and it was a big, big letdown for me, man. I did not like that at all. Had such great potential, especially with, with you know, the second movie, in my opinion at least, the second movie being better than the first one. You know, it's like you, you've, you're in a perfect prime position uh, for that third movie, uh, but just three from hell fell flat on its face. Um, I just, I didn't like it, man. 
Yeah, to be honest with you, I didn't even see Three from Hell yet because of the bad reviews and the bad reputation it got. And plus, mm. one of my friends also didn't like it. And he's a big, huge Rob Zombie fan like I am and everything. And, you know, I love the very first Halloween movie. I thought that was good. Um, as far as House of a Thousand Corpses goes, I've watched it on Halloween. Just to, it's been years since I saw House of a Thousand Corpses, just to see how it holds up now. For me, it didn't do it justice like it did when I was a high schooler and everything. I think it's just because of the fact that I'm older now, and therefore I saw better films. But Fair. as far as, far as um, his style and everything, it's not for me, but I respect the fact that you liked it. But... I, I, here's the thing. If I was going to put a Rob Zombie movie in, it would be the very first Halloween movie versus Three from Hell versus The Devil's Rejects and versus House of Thousand Corpses. And of course, I love Rob Zombie's music. So you have that. Right. I See, the his Halloween movies I did not care for at all. Um, his music, his solo music, I don't care for either. But... Dude, I saw White Zombie, the complete band, White Zombie, live, open for Pantera back in, like, oh, 96, dude. And that you, was dude. amazing. Oh, I would have died. Yeah, the, okay, that show, real quick, just because I like to brag about this, the the Deftones opened that, sh- that entire show, and it was two weeks before their debut album, Adrenaline, came out, and no one in that joint knew who the fuck they were, and they killed it. Um, then I Hate God came on, and they really sucked. They like they played the same song for 45 minutes, but they took like two to three second breaks every, every five minutes or so. That was terrible. But then White Zombie came on, they crushed it, and then Pantera came on, and of course they blew the freaking roof off the joint. Damn. You see, I saw yeah. Rob twice and everything in a concert, and let me just tell you this: that guy can move like nothing. He yes. can still. He jumped up, did a split, landed back on his feet like nothing even happened. It felt like I was going through a cardio exercise workout. Uh, watching it's crazy man. because it is. He had these old, big, old, huge um, ball, uh, you know, air balls and stuff like that, where people he threw them into the crowd for people to jump up and down on and everything. And stuff like that. It was just nuts. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, but yeah, man, it was it was just a great concert that I went to that I experienced twice. I'm glad I got to go. But you know, I, I'm I appreciate the fact that you liked um those film um the first two films of that though. Yeah. So yep. Let's see here. What I have on my next one is the Terminator franchise. Okay. And I love the first two films. Yeah, I, love, I agree. Uh, Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I've been wanting a sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day for a long time. And it's just been over years since we got since the last one came out. And the next thing you know, we got Terminator Salvation. Uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And then after that, it was Terminator Salvation. Then Terminator Genocide. And then after that, it was... Uh, I forgot the name of the last one that came out. But, yeah, which is technically part three. Right. Because he retconned really it and basically to. threw out uh, the original part three and everything up to Geonosis, or not Geonosis, but Genesis or whatever the fuck. Uh, but yeah, what is that one called, uh, the new one? Terminator, uh, ju- no, not ju- uh, oh. Dark Fate. Okay, we- yeah, that's it. That's it, Dark Fate. 
Yep, Dark Fate. And which I I could not get through the uh, I could not get through the first ten minutes of that, dude. Okay, I went to the movie theaters to see it. So I remember whenever they said that the original John Connor was going to be in the movie, right? I was psyched up about it. Then you kill him off in the first ten minutes of it. I'm like, what the hell? All that talk about him being in it is dead. The character arc that you built with him in the second film is dead. Then you also decide to make uh, the Terminator a basic white person's name named Carl, who's an interior decorator. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell am I watching? And then on top of that, the only reason why he would even know to do that or whatever with his brain is to go and reach up into his brain and pull out that tracking device like they showed in the director's cut of Terminator 2. And they didn't even bring Mm. that up or anything like that on how he became supposedly human and he thought about his emotions and everything to make us feel bad for him because he killed John Connor. I'm sorry, I would have actually... Linda Hamilton had every right to pull a bullet in his fucking head. As a matter of fact, I wanted to do it because I'm like, Carl? (laughs) Really? Fucking Carl. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to go on a rant, but no, it you're was cool. some of the shit that, <laughs> but it was some of this cringeworthy stuff that I had to put up with with that movie. I'm like, and I looked at my brother, I'm like, did he just say Carl? He said, yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. I guess what's wrong? I said, Dude. nothing. I'm just going to pretend I'm watching a different movie. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> do you ever see the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV show? I watched the pilot and a couple of episodes after that. After that, I didn't get around to watching it again. But I want to pick Dude, it back up again. In my opinion, that that series is better than every single Terminator movie after Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And that includes this new Dark Fate one. So in my mind, it's Terminator 1, Judgment Day... And then Sarah Connor Chronicles and every other Terminator movie that's ever been made can eat shit and die, dude. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have to watch the Sarah um, Sarah uh, Connor. It's pretty dope, that, dude. That it's got out. um, it's got uh, Lena. Oh shit, is it Head Heedy? Uh, from Game of Thrones played the the oh. queen in Game of Thrones. Um, okay, it's got her and. Uh, uh, hold on, man. It's got the the chick from I think it was Firefly, um, Summer Gl- how G L A U Summer Glow Glow, um, yeah, and Lena Lena I think it's Heedy. Uh, who else is in it? Um, oh, Brian Austin Green is in it a little bit. Shirley Manson, the singer for Garbage, is in it. Um. Oh. Oh, dude, Garrett uh, Dillahunt. He is he is one of the greatest character actors ever, 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 dude. That dude played two different roles in the TV series Deadwood, and unless you knew that it was hit, you like unless you were paying specific attention and you were really familiar with him, you would not notice. And even if you did notice you would never think twice about it. Like, you wouldn't sit there and go, wait a minute, he played another character in this same show like two seasons ago. This dude is so, so good, man. So good. Okay, I'm going to have to give that a shot. I'm going to have to uh, go back and re-watch him again because, like I said, I only watched the first three episodes. 
and that was back when I was when it was first coming on. So I never got around to actually finishing off the series. So that's just something I'm gonna have to revisit again. Yeah, it's pretty so, good, man. Busy it, Phillips is in it too. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty badass show, dude. I dug it. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Uh, what do you have yeah. uh, on your next list? Uh, I've got uh, well, uh, Godfather is so damn obvious. Um, dude, The Matrix. <laughs> I mean, really, which is also yeah. obvious, but uh, I'm not a big fan of. Even the first Matrix movie, I'm not a big fan of it, but I will sit down and watch it sometimes because even I can't deny that it was a groundbreaking, visually uh, pleasing movie. It is it it and it's it does have a cool fucking story, um, but uh, but you know it just ain't my my cup of tea. But the second yeah. one was absolutely terrible. Um, and the third one is just worse than the second one. Uh, they actually, if part two would have been at least decent, dude, they could have, they could have hooked me as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, even though I wasn't totally sold and into the first matrix, um, if they would have done the second one well, and it would have been good, then they very well could have drawn me in and kept me invested to want to see a third one. But it just, that second one, man, I was like, okay, you know, I, I already just kind of, you know, I already halfway like the first one. The second one sucks, so why am I going to waste time on the third one? Which I did. I've watched the third one two <laughs> times, and I still don't know what the fuck happens, dude. I know there's like some stupid rave scene or some shit, and that's about it. That, yeah, that's the second one with the rave scene. Oh, is it? See, th there you yeah. go. Perfect example, dude. They, they, you know, two and three suck so damn bad. I, I can't even keep the suckage separated, dude. <laughs> to be honest with you, I love the first one. I thought the original, the very first one was original. It was something different. Also, too, this was actually the movie that I went to go see. So the way I could see the Star Wars episode one, the uh, trailer for it. Um, because all my friends were talking about the Matrix after they saw the trailer. So I went on ahead and saw the Matrix. And, you know, I love the originality behind the very first Matrix movie. I thought it was very good. There was special effects that we never saw before. The storyline in itself was good. Yes, I had to watch it maybe seven times just to understand it, but I thought it was good for what it was. And then also, too, um, I enjoyed the very, the very first story arc with Neo and everything. Is he the one? Is he not the one? Him having to battle his own inner self to figure out if he's going to be able to do this or not. And then yeah. also, too, the second one, I enjoyed aspects of it. Like, I like the two brothers, the Albino uh, brothers, which I think are vampires. I like that. Then um, I also like the Agent Smith scene. I thought that was really good. After that, no, no thank you. I did not like that, and I didn't like the third film at all. I didn't. Which find one had the big the highway film. chase scene? That was the second one. The highway chasing was another redeemable quality for it. So it had three okay. things that I liked off of the second one, which is Reloaded. Okay. Um, but the third one, no. There was nothing redeemable about that movie. I didn't understand a single damn thing about it or anything like that. And I'm excited for this next one. But I'm just hoping that I get wowed over because they made it such a big deal saying, oh, this is going to be something different. This is going to be a different plot line. Neo's going to be back. I'm hoping that with them having Trinity and Neo back, that they add something to the first film 
rather than the other two films that we got. Yeah, dude, so. Warchowski's better damn sure hit this out of the park, man. You know, I mean, if if they if they drop a, a pile of shit on us after at least, even if people dig the second one, dude, if you've got sense, you've got to admit the third one is shit. So this one has to be gold, dude. They cannot mess this up. Definitely. Uh, let's see. That's everything I needed to say about the Matrix and everything. What else, What about you, though? What What else did you want to say about it? Well, let's just uh, real quick. Let's just uh, what do you, there's. I've heard a lot of like differing opinions on uh, whether or not uh, Will Smith would have been able to pull off the role of Neo. Um, mm. I think I think he could have, dude. I really do. But I, it seems like there are a lot of people who don't think he would have been a good fit for that. Um, what do you think, man? I think at that time. You know, we've seen Will Smith and Men in Black. Nobody really wanted to give him a chance because of the fact he wasn't the caliber actor that we know him as now. Now, if we would have gotten uh, Will Smith in, a, let's say, 2021, and he was into the 1999 realm, I think people would have actually went for it. But considering the fact that we got Bad Boys, considering the fact that we got Wild Wild West, and because of the fact that well, we got, he he um, did what he turned down Matrix to do Wild Wild West, which was a right. huge mistake. Right, but he was looking at franchise. I think I think he was looking for his next franchise, and not realizing Matrix might have been a step up for him as a franchise. Right. To be honest with you. Right. Because don't because don't forget Men in Black. Uh, they didn't even talk about him in Black Two, so therefore he was looking for his next paycheck as far as a franchise goes. And everything, and Wild Wild West had that caliber of being a franchise type of movie if it was successful, which it wasn't. But that's what he was looking at, and that's that's what I thought he was looking at, anyways. That's just speculation. But you know, it's hard to say if he would actually been a good fit or not because I'm just so used to Keanu being in that role. I think that's why people are actually having a hard time with that too. It's like we have Will Smith; he's a comedic actor. He can bring in the action, but can he actually give us those um, moments where uh, Trinity is actually um, dying? Can he actually pull in the emotional range? Dude, have you like not that? seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? That's true. I've seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, dude, the saying, first I'm, thing that comes to my from... mind is when his dad leaves and he's like, you know, right. talking to Uncle Phil, you know, man, why don't he love me? You know, right. I mean, dude, that right there is right. just amazing. It brings me to tears every time I see it. And that's not the only right. dramatic scene from that show. He, you have the one where uh, where he was in the hospital and Carlton had the gun and he's like yelling at Carlton, like, give me the gun. You know what I mean? Right. Uh Right. So I mean, dude, there was there were a lot of dramatic scenes in Fresh Prince. I think he, I think right. if if someone would have looked at those performances, they would have known and seen that he could have pulled that off. I think. Right, and here's the thing: I liked, I love Will Smith and in the movies back then too. Would I have been open up to it? Yeah, I would be totally open to it because of the fact I liked him. I liked him as an actor and everything. I would just go see it because it was a Will Smith film and just see what it was like. But as opposed to everybody else, though, I'm just one out of a million people that uh, that think that thinks that is a good idea. But there's also another million who think, oh no, it's all it's got to be Keanu, you know? Right. So right. 
I mean, yeah, if you you like someone who absolutely cannot act, then sure. Keanu's your choice for any and every movie, if that's what you're looking for. Um, I mean, dude, he really, though, on a serious level, though, I'm, which, I mean, seriously, he can't act for shit. Uh, but uh, him landing John Wick was the greatest thing that could mm-hmm. ever happen to him. He, dude, that's what he was born to do. Like, those yeah. movies are so effing awesome. And he they is are. so good in them, man. He's good. He know, he gets the scripts that are best suited for him, and that's something that I have to say that I like about him. He gets scripts that he knows that he can act in and knows that he can do things in, and that's why I like Cano as an actor, because he knows what he can do and he knows what he can't do. Because before, I think he was trying to find himself in a sense of seeing what he's good at, seeing what he's not good at, getting some type of the scripts that are not that great, you know, just seeing where his mark is, you know? But I think right. that he found his. He finally found his mark. He found his mark for John Wick, and like you said, it, it, John Wick movies are fire. I mean, I love John Wick. I yeah. have all three of those movies on Blu-ray. Um, so I'm gonna go into my last pick that I have on here, and I'm gonna go with Jaws. With what? I felt like the Jaws. Jaws. Okay, yeah. The very first, the very first one, fantastic film. And everything, I love that film. The pieces, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. I love the very first film. I've been a Jaws for fan. real. That's what got me into? Yeah, that's what got me into. Dude, Ocean Jaws: Odyssey. The Revenge that's is what... the greatest Jaws movie ever yeah. made. Here's the thing: is that the that's the second one, right? No, that's the last one. When the shark gets a gets a a, a personality and a mind, and and it knows that the the Brody family killed its distant relative, and it follows uh, Chief Brody's wife. Uh, dude, I'm really just kidding. Uh, you're absolutely right. The first Jaws is a masterpiece. Right. <laughs> it's a great movie, and it is it is the it is the reason why I refuse to get in large bodies of water by myself, including swimming pools. Yes, swimming pools. Uh, I will not get in by myself because Jaws scared the shit out of me when I saw it when I was five years old. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I love it. It was so great. <laughs> it was a fantastic film, though, man. Like, every single summer, I remember going up to my aunt's house and just borrowing that movie to the point where they're like, you know what, just go in and keep it. <laughs> but uh, because every single summer I would just go on ahead and go up there when I was go- visiting up in Boston like you know what just go on and keep the movie and everything we-, we can buy ourselves another VHS tape but that's cool you know I loved I loved Jaws because of the oceanography also too it made me scared of the water though like you said even in swimming pools my grandfather used to play Jaws with me as a kid he used to be the shark <laughs> and I used to have to try and get out of the swimming pool as fast as I could I we, you know but it was <laughs> It was, but it was a fantastic time though with my grandfather. But the second film, the third film, no, thank you. The first film and the fourth is one. The high- fourth one yes. sucked too. Yes, because and the second you- one, the second one, um, it, it 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 was the one where. Uh, wait a minute. Let me think. No, was it the four? How many were there? There were four, right? Yeah, there were four movies in total. Uh, the first one, the second one was basically. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah! It had the same cast. 
Right. And, and, and the oldest son, Michael, went out with his friends and his little brother on the boats, and they got stuck on that little uh, power, uh, power station, Rock Island, out yep. on the water. Yep. That's right, because then part three was with, at the stupid aquarium uh, park. Yes, at the aquarium park oh, at SeaWorld. Yes. And everything. Yes, with and... Dennis Quaid. Leah Thompson and Lewis Gossett Jr. Yep. And then the fourth mm, one Leah was Thompson. The <laughs> yeah. She if you're a fan of Leah Thompson, people, you need to go watch all the right moves. Mm. She definitely had all the right moves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but you know, in the fourth one, that's where he's actually developed, where Jaws is actually developing the personality and stuff like that. Yeah, that's she's crazy. Just give me my first Jaws film, man. That's all I'm asking. The very first Jaws film, I'm, I I can actually watch that movie over and over again. It's just a shame that the ride at Universal Studios got taken away because they wanted to put Harry Potter in there. Um, Ooh. And stuff. Yeah, that's that's the ride that got taken over for Harry man. Potter. And I See, thought, I've, been, you know, I've been there, and I uh, that ride was – well, the, I was a kid, so that ride I've been too. on that ride, the old me Jaws too. ride out at Universal Hollywood. Uh, I wouldn't know it was a Universal Orlando. That's the one I went to. But we you know oh, what nice. funny, though? You know what would have been funny? If they actually kept the Jaws ride, if they just kept Jaws, and just as the kids are paddling their way into Hogwarts, Jaws just randomly <laughs> pops up. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, my gosh. That would be yeah. great. I like that idea. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Nobody would want to go to Hogwarts anymore on the boat ride. But yeah. yeah, that that's that's one my last one I have on my list is like the Jaws franchise. I just feel like the very first one is the best one, especially with the accident, the stuff that happened on the set. If you think about it, where the mechanical yeah. shark wasn't working and Steven Spielberg had to go in and improvise and stuff like that, it was just a beautiful accident that he didn't even realize was what he was in store for. Yeah, and so. part two really wasn't it. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it really wasn't that bad. Um, it, but then, yeah, the three, the part three comes in, yeah. uh, with the whole, uh, aquarium park, like the SeaWorld type place. And that just, no, 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 no. Terrible acting, terrible dialogue, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, the fourth one, I don't even think we need to talk about that shit show. Hell, that was just, no. wow. But yeah, wow. I, I can actually agree with you though with the second one now that you mention it. I can agree with you on the second one because I do feel like the second one was better than the first um wasn't better than the first one, but the second one had aspects of stuff that I liked enough to where I said where I can actually overtower that and put and get rid of the other two films after that. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, and you. having the original cast back too, that helps a lot too. Definitely. So So is is there anything else that you wanted to cover as far as your list goes or anything like that? That's all I had on my list, buddy. Okay. Same here for me. Um, where can everybody reach you at, man? Dude, y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134, just like here on stereo. And also I, I do a, a sports talk show uh, that is devoted to an elite movie trivia league called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Uh, and uh, that show is every Saturday live here on Stereo uh, at 2.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, and you can find that at the Jcast Network 
uh, here on stereo. And that shows a cool one. Uh, we, we, uh, we broke the code and we have a full show on stereo, meaning we have, uh, three hosts, uh, our producer and guests. So we have up to five people at a time on our stereo show. Uh, so, uh, be sure and check that out. Or also that show is also on YouTube at the Jcast network, uh, on that channel. And, uh, yeah, uh, would love to, uh, love to have some support there. And uh, lots of good stuff going on there. About to add some Star Wars shows and uh, awesome. uh, some some Bachelor stuff. So if anybody's into the Bachelor, uh, I'm a co-host on a Bachelor show where we shit talk called Go Get That Rose. Uh, check that out as well. Okay. And you know what, man? I appreciate you taking the time out of your night to do this and everything. It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a blast. I know. Too long. Always. It has. It really has. Um Another thing, too, guys, is tomorrow on my YouTube channel at Movie Lovers Unite, you can actually catch me and Jay's co-host and my co-host. Uh, we're actually doing a romantic uh, movie review of The Notebook. This is just to get more females into uh, more female subscribers and stuff like that because I want to have some type of uh, yep. diversity when it comes down to females listening to our show. So if you guys want to go in and catch up the live uh, catch up on our live show at 8 o'clock uh, Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time over there for that. Friday night, we're doing the Falcon Winter Soldier after show. You can catch that at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, and of course, 6 o'clock Pacific Time every Friday night. And we have a six-panel guest that, we actually, that we're doing, and I can't wait to do that because I've been waiting to do a six-panel after show, so that's something that I'm excited for. And of course, guys, if you want to go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there, you can also follow me over here, of course, on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit as well. You can also follow me on wherever you get your podcast from at Movie Lovers Unite. Go on ahead. I have 335 episodes done. Go on ahead. Check us. Check me out over there. Rate me. Do whatever you have to do. Also, too, show me some love on www.movielovesunite.com. Also, too, if you want to, just go on ahead. Donate a couple of dollars if you want. If you're not, hey, that's okay, too. Just go on ahead and go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And that's everywhere that you can follow me at. Thank you again, man. I do appreciate you taking the time out of your night. And I hope you have a good day tomorrow, sir. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, man. Uh, You too. You too. Thank you, man. All right. Bye-bye. Later. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, Little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have... All Access Documentary Series Review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, Early Access to Episodes, Monthly Newsletters, Free Digital Movies, Shoutouts on the Main Feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP Movie Lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shout-outs on the main feed as well. Go on ahead, 
subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.